about to listen to a sermon from Newtown Erskineville Anglican Church. As a church, we want to see whole communities captivated by Jesus Christ and living out His freedom. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified." But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you, he is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising him for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, can I just add my welcome to Kez's and everybody's? Uh, My name's Andrew, I'm the senior minister here, and it is so good to be able to welcome you here this Christmas day. At the centre of the story of the birth of Jesus is an event that is uncomfortably familiar these days. Big news drops. Suddenly people are hearing that something has happened, something big. The first to hear it are some shepherds. Deeply ordinary folk, not wealthy, hard-working. They occupy a social position, something like council road crew or nursing assistants. They're not the ones who tend to make news. News happens to them. And here it crashes in on them unasked for. An angel appears, shining with the glory of God, and tells them that something big has happened. And then a whole army of angels appears and retweets it. Now, the angels are obviously pretty unusual. 
But the experience of being at the receiving end of big news is not. In fact, it's become all too familiar, hasn't it? We hear news in different ways, but we all hear it. And we often hear it when we're not expecting it and not really prepared for it. Who among us doesn't now know the experience of being interrupted, disrupted by big news? And this is not a very pleasant part of life these days, at least for most of us. Some of us dread hearing news now. Many of us are very ambivalent about it because the news keeps leaving us unsettled, anxious, off balance. So often the effect of news is to remind us that we don't have much control. It comes at us wave after wave, reminding us that we are sailing small boats in big seas. When the shepherds heard the news that night, though, it wasn't like that. Although at first it was overwhelming and frightening, it quickly became exciting. Let's go and see this thing that has happened that the Lord has told us about, they say. This is good news, the angel tells them, good news of great joy. It is news that rather than bringing something else to worry about, some new threat to expand their already bulging anxiety, it brought the opposite, peace, hope, relief. Right there, I think, is something we ought to pause over in our time, our feverish time of news. Let's think a little more about news. News is about things that have happened that matter. It's about events that are important and that need to be noticed. But right there is a problem because it's not at all easy to know what needs to be noticed or why. There's no shortage of events, events that seem important. There are armies literally amassing on borders for war. There are people blasting into space in new ways. There are waves of refugees, terrorist attacks. There are coups in Asia and Africa, and there is uproar in America. There is terrible violence, extraordinary kindness. There are groundbreaking discoveries and decisive judgments. There are new variants and new treatments. And there are hurricanes and floods and mouse plagues and environmental events of stupendous proportion. But what do they mean? Which ones really matter? Do any of them matter? News is slippery. It can seem to matter immensely. It can appear momentous only to be absorbed in the very next moment into the stream of history that meanders on apparently unaffected. This is why an amazing amount of what is called news today is not news at all, but is attempts at interpretation and prediction. If you listen out for it, it's everywhere. News websites and, mag and, 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 and newspapers and programs are filled with people trying to anticipate and speculating about what is going to happen, what is coming, what is going to happen with the virus, with the election, with the economy. It's not news, actually. It's a kind of attempted prophecy. And this is all because the real significance of events is not easy to discover. It is not just there on their surface. The story that events tell is hidden and mysterious 
and concealed in the darkness of the future. And so we clutch about for interpretations and predictions. We look around us hungrily for someone to weave the threads into a coherent tapestry, a story that makes some sense and that can orient us as we get on with our lives in the midst of it all. But where will we find a prophecy we can rely on, a true account of what is happening and where we are going? Who has that authority to tell us where we really are and what is actually going on? So many predictions turn out to be unfounded. So many wise-sounding discernments can turn out to be merely shots fired randomly into darkness. Who can tell us what events really mean so that we may chart a good course? I hope you feel the weight of this problem today, at least a little bit. The problem of our difficulty in knowing what is worth noticing, what the story is and where we are going. I hope you will feel the weight of that because what the shepherds, what the shepherds got that night was an answer to that problem. What they were given was news they could trust that something had happened that was definitive and that meant the story would turn out well in the end. They were given news of an event that was decisive and good. The importance of the event in question was, like all events, not obvious on the surface. In fact, just the opposite. It was, if you think about it, it was just a birth. Just another birth, a poor birth at that, of ordinary people. On the surface, it was the most ordinary and insignificant of events, just the wheel of human history turning on as ever. But what the shepherds hear is that that surface is not to be trusted. This manger, these ordinary people, there's something they're hiding they are hiding the birth of the Messiah. They're not deliberately hiding it, they're just hiding it with their ordinariness. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This is what this birth means. It's the birth of the king. And not just any old king, not just another rule of limited, imperfect justice another episode of human conquest. No, this is the king. In fact, the Lord. This is the coming of God into the world to save. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened that the Lord has told us about, the shepherds say to each other. That can seem like a pretty innocuous sentence. But it actually shows us something important. Because notice the logic of what they say. Something has happened. And they have been told about it by God. They have been given news. The news that something has happened. Let's see this thing that has happened. And the importance of this news has been attested by God. Its authority is unquestionable. Through the angels, the Lord has spoken and drawn their attention to an event. He has told them that here is something 
they must notice. Just by the way, this is something very distinctive about the Christian faith. Christianity is first and foremost not about teaching or instruction, but about news. What, when the angels appear to the shepherds, they don't come with a revelation of ideas or with new teaching about how to live. This is what happens in many other religions and forms of spirituality and philosophy. There is a revelation of some kind of truths about the universe or truths about how to live through the revelation of an angel or an enlightened individual or a brilliant philosopher. The truths of the universe and of life are now opened up with a new clarity. That's what often happens. But that's not what happens in Christianity. There is indeed a revelation. The angels disclose something. They tell of something. But what they show, what they reveal, is not just eternal truths about the universe or instructions about life as it is, no, it's news, news that something has happened. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Something big, something that matters, has taken place. Something that stops the wheel turning and points it in a different direction, that breaks into the grinding on of history and interrupts it. It's not eternal truths or better advice. It's news. The news of an event that changes everything. Friends, the sense of excitement and relief that the shepherds felt need not be diminished even today. This news is just as true, just as fresh, and just as decisive as it ever was. Why? Because the thing did happen. The king arrived. The king, who means nothing less than the saving presence of God, hidden beneath a surface of ordinary people tossed about by arrogant government and trying to make their way through life, he came. He was born, and he lived, and he died, and he lived again, and he lives still, and nothing will stop him. It happened, and that remains the single decisive point on which history turns. This Christmas and the new year that follows it, we may well continue to feel like we are sailing small boats in big seas we will probably go on being bombarded with news, with events of great proportion, with things that have happened and that seem to matter immensely. And along with this will surely continue the constant stream of prophecy and punditry, anticipation and soothsaying, and all manner of attempts to get a hold on what it all means, what it signifies, where we are headed. But in the midst of this, can I invite you to let yourself hear God draw our attention to this news, this good news, this thing that happened that the Lord told the shepherds about and continues to tell us about today. A saviour has been born to you.
He is the Messiah, the Lord. Wherever we are and whatever else is going on, that is the event that is truly decisive, truly critical, the single point by which we may navigate that can fill us with relief and hope even in the midst of big seas because it will not fail us as we chart a course. Merry Christmas. Amen. listening to the Newtown Erskineville Anglican Church podcast. For more audio content and information about our church, please visit neac.com.au.